0: Deep in the hundred acre wood Where Christopher Robin plays You'll find the enchanted neighborhood Of Christopher's childhood days A donkey named Eeyore is his friend And Kanga and Little Roon There's rabbit and piglet and there's owl, but most of all, Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh, Winnie the Pooh, Pooh. tuppy little cubby all stuffed with fluffies. Winnie the Pooh, Winnie the Pooh, willy nilly silly old bear. Welcome to the Akiyama Brothers Song on the Screen podcast, hosted by Mark and Landon Akiyama. This is episode 16, where the brothers take a trip to their childhood in the 100-acre wood with a certain willy-nilly silly old bear that loves honey, Winnie the Pooh. Find out more at Akiyamamusic.com. Hi, Mark. Hi, how's it going? Good, how you doing? I am great. You know, I would be doing a lot better if I had a red balloon with me right now. (gasps) Why is that? Because balloons make me happy.
1: As- a pot of honey.
0: <laughs> uh, yes, well, it sounds like today we're talking about Christopher Robin.
1: Everybody's... No, we're not. We're talking about Winnie the Pooh. Well, Nobody cares about Christopher Robin. The movie Robin. is called Christopher Robin. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're really talking about everybody's favorite childhood teddy bear, which is Tigger.
0: Yeah, okay. <laughs> all right. Well, before we before we get into all that, let's do some follow-up. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So, you might be wondering... What a tigger is? No. (laughs) Sorry, I had to. So, you might have been checking the podcast and noticed that it did not come out this Monday, and that's because Mark and I have been considering releasing on a different day. If you noticed, last week's episode came out on Tuesday, and that's because we were doing a little bit of experimenting on our workflow and how we might want to change this and i think we decided on we will start releasing on thursdays
1: yeah so we'll still be bi-weekly but we're going to try thursdays so i mean you'll be able to hear about movies that we like right when the weekend's coming up too so you can be like ah i'm gonna go see that movie because it's fresh in my head and i know all about the music now Woo-hoo-hoo. so <laughs> that was like that's not bad not bad <laughs> thanks that wasn't me that was landon mine's way better you'll get mine are later you sk- <laughs>
0: I've been working on mine all day, just re- getting ready for this podcast recording. Anyway,
1: so we As want to thank. My think- grandfather used to say. What? Right. What did he say? Confusion is the. <laughs> I'm, done, I'm done. I'm done. That was enough. I liked one. Yeah, yeah. So if you can
0: continue reviewing this podcast, giving us feedback, and especially maybe share this episode with your friends now that our release date has now changed. Um, it's no longer monday so we don't want to confuse
1: anybody and that would be fantastic it would be amazing we would also
0: be eternally grateful
1: yeah also we really want to hear from you because we want to know what kind of who's listening to our podcast like if you guys are um, in the music industry yourselves or if you're just music enthusiasts or you love film or you like hearing about the weird instruments we talk about and bring up those kind of things. Or
0: even if you're an actor, director, producer, commentator, podcast reviewer.
1: Yeah, so we're just really interested in seeing who our audiences are and to kind of help us gear our upcoming episodes to decide what to talk about and what you guys like hearing about. So that would be fantastic if you could send us an email or something like that. Um, which we'll talk about later. How to do?
0: Yes, that would be great. And you can also just write a uh, review. Write a review, and uh, we we look at those regularly just to see who's commenting and what you guys like and what you don't like, so yeah, you can improve.
1: So we really actually do look at the feedback. So please give us some. Yes, no matter how how harsh, unless it's about our movies, next,
0: uh, then don't talk to us. <laughs> well, actually, I give you
1: permission to go after Mark because he has poor next. taste i came up with a i came up with another one this week and i can't remember what it was
0: it's a good thing he remember doesn't what remember what it was oh i do remember i'm not it. It gonna was, tell hang you. on hang on it
1: was I, I remember i remember hang on it was cotton candy but with like pop rocks in the cotton candy ah uh? no i've never carnival seen food.
0: i've never seen a theater uh selling cotton candy
1: i know yeah that's more of a carnival thing
0: yeah yeah like deep fried oreos or deep fried ice cream for anyway moving on uh what's the next topic well mark do you want to say a little something about the moment ambassador program
1: yes the moment ambassador program we keep talking about it and that's because we're still ambassadors for it and we still really really love their products and we still use them every day so the company moment makes lenses that uh, attach directly to your smartphone either android or iphone they have adapters or they have cases that fit everything. And so their lenses just screw on, on top of your phone's camera and they give you a way better picture and different, different size uh, lenses. Like they have a wide angle telephoto, a bunch of other stuff. So if you go to their website um, you can look and see what they have. And then if you use our referral code, which we have linked in the show notes, if you click on that, you'll get 10% off your first purchase and it helps us out a little bit too, which is, you know, always nice. And their
0: moment is regularly coming out with new products and they just came out with a super cool lens called the anamorphic. anamorphic. Yeah. They're Jinx, com- you soda.
1: <sighs> yeah. They're coming out with an anamorphic lens and they're shipping those pretty soon. They're st- they just started production on it. So, um, yeah, we'll be getting ours, I think in September. So if you see some videos from us with really, really wide lens flares, You know that we got our anamorphic lens. Anyway, yeah, that's the ambassador program. So if you do any kind of mobile photography, definitely check them out and use our code. Thank you.
0: Thank you. And thank you for the views and thank you for the sharing and thank you for the comments and thank you for your continued support. Now on to the episode. Mark, what day is it? It's today. Oh, my favorite day. Silly old bear. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the quotes from Christopher Robin, uh, the new movie by Disney that came out, I think... Um,
1: August this past week. Yeah, this, this August 3rd, I think.
0: And we did end up seeing that at Arclight again. One, one thing I, I don't think we've ever mentioned is that they have very limited commercials, and that's another reason why we like Arclight. One of those trailers just happened to be Mary Poppins oh, Returns. Right.
1: Yeah, with Emily Blunt and Lin-Manuel Miranda. uh, That's slated to come out December 25th,
0: 2018. Mm -hmm. So right around Christmas time.
1: Anyway, so yeah, back to Christopher Robin and Winnie the Pooh. We were really excited to do this one. I was. Actually, Landon wanted to do another movie, but I said, let's do this one.
0: Yeah, he wanted to do that one.
1: Which I did see that one. That one was really good, too. But yeah, we decided I convinced him to do Christopher Robin because that would give us a chance to talk about one of our favorite composers or couple of composers, the Sherman Brothers, who actually wrote the original theme song for Winnie the Pooh. And that's why we thought it'd be a fun opportunity for us to cover that song as our theme song for this this episode. So yeah, so that was a lot of fun. Um, Sherman Brothers were huge fans of them. We actually got to meet Richard Sherman once. Well, we tried to meet him. No, he, we did meet him. We did get to talk to him. Did we? I thought people... I don't remember. Maybe I, not.
0: I, I thought we were in line and then he ended up leaving.
1: He, oh, that's we, right. We, we were, were the, so close. We
0: were the next people to go talk to him and then somebody pulled him aside and he had
1: to go. Yeah. So we almost got a picture with him and we almost talked to him.
0: Yes. Yeah, so he wasn't... He, But he was in spitting distance. Um... Well, I shouldn't say that. He was in Reaching Distance.
1: We almost met him. He was in Reaching Distance. Anyway, he's one of our favorite composers because from Chitty Chitty Bang Bang and Mary Poppins and all those that we kind of grew up with. Um, so, yeah, we thought it'd be fun to to cover one of his, his songs that he wrote for Winnie the Pooh. And it was actually really cool because in the movie, they, like, if you haven't seen it, I don't think I'm spoiling anything, right? But they actually do use the songs, some of the original songs that the Sherman Brothers wrote, like Tigger's, oh, yeah, they Tigger's do. theme song. And the wonderful thing about Tigger's... Bunch of bunch of bunch of the, the wonderful thing about Tigger's is... I'm the only one. I'm the only one. The only one.
0: The only one.
1: Anyway, they had that one, yeah, which was really fun. <laughs> they set it up so well, too. It was great. Which... I don't know. Do I want to spoil it? No, we won't get to that. Go watch the movie to find out how they did it. But then they also had the one where like Pooh, his morning routine. I go up, down, touch the ground. It puts me in the mood. (laughs) Like you could tell it was coming and you're like, oh, yes, it's going to happen. And then I got the lyrics. When I go
0: up, down, touch the ground. It puts me in the mood down touch the ground in the moon for food <laughs> the lyrics literally say
1: smacks lips for oh, food wow. <laughs> yeah so those were written by the sherman brothers that one the tigger tigger's theme song and then he actually wrote new songs for this film too he um, did and those were at the very end of the uh, of the movie in the credits and um, not only no he had one in the beginning too he wrote the farewell of Christopher Robin one that all the animals sing at the table when he. Oh, that's right. That's yeah, right. But like they're, right from the beginning of the film.
0: Yeah, the so the version that I'm thinking of is him singing it and playing it on the piano solo, um, in the, at the end of the credits, the end credit scene.
1: No, that's a completely different song. He wrote two. He wrote the farewell one, and then the one that the group sings, and then he wrote another one that's supposed to be coming from Winnie the Pooh to Christopher Robin, like a, Oh,
0: then you no, then he wrote three new ones busy doing nothing christopher robin and then the one that all the characters sing to christopher robin when he's leaving oh yeah uh-huh yeah so we were both right just
1: just kind of wrong <laughs> <laughs> yeah so he wrote more songs for this one which is nice because they brought back the sherman brother the well, the one that's still alive Richard yes because
0: sherman. sadly robert sherman ended up passing think, away in 2012 yeah uh-huh um
1: so but if was, you're
0: curious to hear those two new songs, um, the, ones right. that we, the ones that we have, three of them, I have two of them right here, The Busy Doing Nothing and Christopher Robin. Dum-dum-dee-dum-dum-dum, dum 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 dum-de-dum-dum.
1: I'm busy, busy, busy doing nothing, doing nothing, that's the life for me. When I'm doing nothing, I'm busy doing something,
0: something that suits me to a T. Christopher Robin, can't you see from the very start,
1: we were never meant to be apart. Let's be together every day Playing the games we always play Christopher, you
0: will always stay Here in my heart They ended up uh, working Richard into the story at the end of the credits on a, on a beach scene that you'll just have to stay and wait. Actually, the Winnie the Pooh that- movie that Mark and I yeah remember most is The Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Uh, I think that was back in 1977. Um, And that's the Winnie the Pooh voice that we remember, the Sterling Holloway version. Um, He's the voice actor that voiced Winnie the Pooh. I think that was also scored by Buddy Baker, and it also features the original title song by the Sherman Brothers.
1: Yeah, because the Sherman Brothers wrote the theme for Walt Disney in 1966, I think it says. For the featurette, yes, uh, Winnie the Pooh and the Honey Tree. So they originally, like Disney, assigned them the Winnie the Pooh story to write some songs for that one, and then they ended up being used for his theme song, also, or the like the opening credits theme song for the the 1977 movie, The Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh, which that was like way before, obviously way before we were alive, but. We had that one on, like, VHS, and I remember watching it all the time. But then they also had a TV show, like, an animated TV show that I remember watching.
0: I don't know if that, that one And that one, the
1: TV show, yeah. is when Jim Cummings started voicing Winnie the Pooh and Tigger.
0: Yeah, and since then, Jim Cummings, he's been doing um, voice acting for Disney and other companies for over, like, over 30 years, and something, he's done over 400 animated characters in movies like... Um, who framed Roger Rabbit and also Aladdin. So like Mark said, he took over for Pooh, the voice of Pooh in 1988. Um,
1: and also including uh, some other roles uh, like Tigger. Yeah. And he's the guy who did like the voice of Pete the uh, from the Mickey Mouse cartoons. And then he also did, like he's done tons of stuff. You recognize his voice from anything. He did the voice of Ka in... Um, the Jungle Book. The Jungle Book, yeah. Which yeah, that was the original animated... An evil poo.
0: Yeah, and he always talks about poo as somewhere it falls somewhere in his range between his falsetto and his tenor voice, and he describes it as if you would sprinkle a bit of sand on it, and um, and he says it sounds like, or he actually pictures an image when he's doing the voice of poo. And he was talking about an interview where that image is the wind blowing through cattails. So a little bit of roughness and uh, sand sprinkled on a falsetto tenor tone, which. That makes no sense to me.
1: I, it doesn't. Yeah, I don't know how he keeps that straight in his head, but he does it. Imitating well. Pooh's voice is one of the hardest things. Like Tigger is not so bad, but Pooh, <laughs> I can't do Pooh well at all. Like what's something? Um mackerel of honey. Can I have a smackerel of honey? See, I knew, it sounds so bad. Not even close. You're not sprinkling the sand, Mark. That's why. I got you got a picture of the cattails. <laughs> yeah, and then this movie, Brad Garrett also voiced Eeyore. Um Which I thought I thought he was a perfect fit
0: for Eeyore. Uh, <laughs> I always remember Brad Garrett from That's uh, the the stand up comedy show everybody everybody loves Raymond yeah everybody loves Raymond
1: yeah Mm -hmm. as the brother yeah (laughs) which which got that deep low voice he's also
0: like in that in that stand up comedy he's also the same Eeyore character
1: always the sad and gloomy one that has all the problems but then when you grow up you realize oh everything Eeyore says is true.
0: I know it's like all the all the characters are all the other characters are for the children, and
1: Eeyore is for the adults. Yeah. (laughs) Except Pooh says some pretty funny things. This was surprisingly a really funny movie, and I don't know if that's just because yeah I don't know I think that might just we the Pooh or yeah I don't know we We were the only ones laughing in the theater. Yeah, we were cracking up at like almost everything that Eeyore said, (laughs) and anything that Pooh said. Everything that Pooh said too.
0: Yeah, I think what is it? There's a line where. Uh, Ewan McGregor says, oh, it's stress. And Pooh's like, no, it's Pooh.
1: It's not stress. <laughs> it's poo. <laughs> I don't see any cracks. Maybe some wrinkles.
0: Actually, speaking of that, we actually have that scene. Here we go. Pooh? Christopher Robin. No. No, 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 no. You, you can't be here this can't be happening oh, stress it's not stress God, I'm stressed it's poo. I'm so exhausted Evelyn warned me I like to be warmed warmed and cozy I've cracked so there you can see a little bit you can hear a little bit of the humor from Winnie the Pooh those his, aren't even
1: the funny scenes though that's it, it gets better than that it does it's a lot better than that um Don't take our word for it. Also, because Christopher Robin in the beginning is just so mean to Pooh. (laughs) And Pooh's just kind of like... He just takes it. He's kind of like, yeah, he takes it and he's a little bit oblivious to it. But Eeyore's just like blatant about like, oh, it's a heffalump laughing at my misery. (laughs) Yeah. It was great. Yeah. Also, I do think the movie, like while we're talking about the, the comparison between the old voices and stuff... Um, I do think this movie kind of relied a lot on the hope that you've seen or that whoever's watching this grew up with the original ones. Well, I don't think not just the original ones just grew up with Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, maybe that's true.
0: Because Winnie the Pooh's been around for you know a lot longer than Mark and I have. And
1: Yeah, but they we, didn't like give a lot of backstory or whatever to the other characters. Oh, yeah, that's true. Like if you've never seen them before, you kind of wouldn't get as much out of it as we did i think like i don't i doubt you'd be laughing as much as we were but <laughs> yeah speaking of that like winnie the pooh i read he makes disney uh thirty million somewhere between three oh i forget the number and i don't know disney's revenue is somewhere between like 20 billion dollars or something a year and then of that the winnie the pooh franchise the whole thing makes them like three billion dollars which is wow. a crazy amount for one franchise just to bring in. So, Winnie the Pooh, he's still really popular, and um, I guess the TV shows and everything else that they put out for him yeah. is still doing amazingly well. But, yeah, speaking of backstory, this kind of a twisted story of, like, Winnie the Pooh's origins, do we want to talk about that at all? Just, like, real briefly? I think we do. So, like, Christopher Robin was a real kid, and the author, A.A., a. Or uh, what's his a. name? A A.A. Milne. Milne. Yeah, was his dad, and he wrote about his kid's life as a child. And Winnie the Pooh, his those books became super popular even back then when the kid was st- when the Christopher Robin was still alive and still a kid. Mm-hmm. So he was like a child star because of the stories that his dad wrote, and he kind of grew up not. He kind of grew up hating his dad because of it, and yeah, yeah he just kind of had a a rough childhood because he was thrown into fame without like, just because his dad wrote stories that became really popular and everybody knew that he was Christopher Robin because he was a real boy. And he actually had the Winnie the Pooh stuffed animal. Um, and I think the actual stuffed animals are on display. The only characters he, the dad, a. a Milne, actually created for the, for the book were owl and rabbit, I think is what it was, but all the rest of them, were like real stuffed animals that Chris Robin played with.
0: Ooh, and yeah, now now the bear looks a little bit uh,
1: tattered and worn. Yeah, yeah, kind of grimy. Yeah,
0: he actually looks creepy. Thanks,
1: but at least it wasn't a story about like where his child died and then he was haunted by his kid through the dolls. Oh yeah, that's like that would be like Annabelle. That's a different story. <laughs> but no, yeah, it's kind of a kind of a bummer that the kid um, ended up hating his dad because of that. Yeah, but. <laughs> Winnie the Pooh was successful, like, even when he first wrote the stories and Christopher Robin was alive. Anyway, back to the music. We didn't even mention who wrote the score for the new movie, Christopher Robin. It was actually... Um, it was originally slated to be Johan Johansson. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. Um, but he he died before he finished the score.
0: Yeah, I think he died in February of uh, 2018. So Yeah, from a
1: drug overdose. Yeah,
0: not too long ago, just a few months yeah. ago.
1: Um, so he didn't finish the score and then klaus bedell well, well, um was originally slated to pick up the slack for the movie i think but then jeff zinelli and john bryan ended up finishing it so they're the ones who are credited with uh, writing the score for christopher robin this this new movie yeah so
0: i mean it, it did pass through hands
1: uh yeah. several times um which you can kind of tell in the score. You can hear stuff that's definitely from Jeff Zanelli and stuff that's yeah, sort of from Johan. It kind of sounds like um, they had to pull stuff together under the gun. Um, I don't know about that, but it just sounds like stuff wasn't finished and then you can tell somebody else kind of picked up for different things. Like we'll talk we'll get into that because uh, Jeff Zanelli one of his biggest films that he's written uh, recently was for the latest Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Dead Men Tell No Tales. Yeah, uh-huh. he was the composer for that. And he he actually originally worked on them with Hans Zimmer, and then he took over for the last film on his own. So he got full credit for that. Um, but you can, in this movie, <laughs> the, like because I'm a Pirates of the Caribbean fan and I know that score inside and out pretty much, you can hear where the Pirates influences... Uh, of jeff Zanelli's writing came through in christopher robin
0: that's what i'm saying maybe they had to pull something together under the gun so he had to use what was available to him
1: yeah i suppose but that's no excuse what anyway no. john bryan he did paranorman uh
0: another big one was ladybird yeah uh and isn't it romantic i think he's slated to do that in
1: 2019 he also did arrival the amy adams movie the amy the alien movie uh, where aliens come. i
0: don't like that movie
1: uh, what was the other score that he did the big one recently oh Theory of Everything he was known for that one that was his uh, big home run oh yeah yeah that's the one where everybody yeah. called him a genius yeah. afterwards Uh huh. so John Bryan and Jeff Zanelli worked together to finish up the Christopher Robin score along with the Richard Sherman who was involved with obviously the songwriting and stuff Richard Sherman that guy is so sweet yeah he has so many good stories, too. Well, he better. I mean,
0: he was at the, he he was directly, at the heart of Disney.
1: Yeah, he worked directly with, with Walt Disney still, him and his brother. They were the the boys, as uh, Disney called them. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, so I anybody who's listening to this podcast probably already knows most of the stories, hopefully, from the Sherman brothers. But one of my favorite ones is, um, like, every Friday, Walt Disney would call them into their office and just say, play me the song and then they, he would play or they'd play uh Feed the Birds from Mary Poppins the yeah because that was supposedly Walt Disney's favorite favorite song that they wrote so they would always play it he would always ask them to play it which is kind of a Touching story. Yeah, what are we back, talking
0: about? Bringing back memories of Mary Poppins.
1: Yeah, I really hope they don't ruin it with this new Mary Poppins. I don't know. I don't know. Please Do, don't. We don't want to talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about <laughs> Emily Blunt, though. I think it should have been Eva Green. Am I allowed to say that? I don't know. Eva Green, podcast? I think Eva Green is a little too. Uh... But Eva Green was kind of already Mary Poppins. or the Tim Burton version of Mary Poppins within in Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children, which I love that movie. The score for that was also good. Which wasn't written by Danny Elfman, by the by the way. Interestingly enough, there's some dirt on there somewhere. And I'm going to find it. There's an episode right there. Finding dirt on... Uh, on why Danny Elfman didn't score Miss Peregrine. Yeah. Anyway, what were we talking about? Oh, the Richard Sherman stories. Yeah, there's yeah. tons of stories. So, um, he's actually been doing a lot of playing, too. Like, uh, concerts and stuff of his his uh the songs that they they wrote for Disney and for the Chitty Chitty bang bang and other other movies and stuff Oh yeah another way that you could tell that
0: Walt Disney liked something was uh they would bring he would bring the boy oh, yeah. the the brothers into his office and they he would ask them to play their play their latest tunes for the movie that they were working on and if he didn't say anything or if he just said that'll work that meant
1: he liked it That'll work <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Anyway, so um, it's kind of weird for the soundtrack for this one. If you go see the movie, there's a lot of stuff where they quote the original theme song, the like the um, Christopher Robin theme song.
0: Deep in the hundred acre. The one that we played.
1: Yeah, the one that we played in the for the theme song opening yeah. theme song for this episode. There's a lot of. They they changed the the instrumentation and stuff. Like sometimes an oboe will play it or a clarinet, I think I heard. Yeah, I also heard a nylon guitar playing it once yeah. in a while. But they don't include that in the soundtrack. Which
0: I thought that was really weird. I don't know why. I mean, because they do credit Richard Sherman in, in parts of the soundtrack for those two songs at the very end of the yeah. credits.
1: But yeah, the parts in the movie score where we heard while we were watching the movie of them using that theme and reorchestrating it uh it's not on the soundtrack yeah it's not there yeah like one example when they did it was when they in the opening storybook uh the storybook opening where they go through the childhood of Christopher Robin and then the chapters right right which is really cool because they did Uh hand-drawn animation for that and they go back and forth between actually flipping through pages of a storybook that was one place where they did use the they did use the original theme song.
0: Oh, and also, speaking of the animation, I don't mean to cut you off. The animation in that original, or the animation in the beginning of the Christopher Robin movie, those are actually, they're animating the stories of the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh, that movie. <laughs> so that would be, uh, I think, Winnie the Pooh, when he get, flies up in a balloon and chased by bees. Also, when, Oh, I remember that one. Yeah, and also when they're having a bad dream about the Heffalumps and Woozles uh, and, uh, and Wednesday. Yeah, so I thought that was interesting that they decided to reanimate in this real life version. Uh, and they were like quoting their original Yeah, exactly, movie. quoting it. Yeah.
1: With so the original was theme.
0: Nice. Yeah. I thought I thought that was interesting.
1: And I I, I didn't pick up on that the first time. I, I the second time I had I did. Because the art direction for the original movie, like the sets and the forest scenes, they're really it's like a specific look with the like an inked ink pen to draw the the trees and stuff and then a really broad sort of watercolor sort of quality to fill in the the tree colors and the landscapes and stuff. Yeah, so it does
0: look a little faded.
1: And then Yeah. in
0: these animations for the uh, the opening scenes it was mostly just that ink on yeah, uh, on parchment white. paper. Yeah, which actually it it did it did yeah. call back to the original animation really well. Yeah.
1: Which also worked really well and made sense why they would use the original theme song for that to kind of put you back, well, I guess for people who have seen it and grew up with Winnie the Pooh to put you back in that place and get you ready for, oh, Christopher Robin's all grown up now and he lost his childhood and he has no fun and he's boring. Yeah. And then they take it away from you right there. That's called story arc, people. (laughs) (laughs) Learn it, use it. Thanks.
0: Appreciate it. I don't know what I'm saying. I I don't know what you're saying either. Anyway. I
1: thought I really loved what they did with the movie overall. Yeah. It was so funny. We saw it twice, and we were laughing even harder the second time, I think. I think mm-hmm. people thought we were weird.
0: Or making fun of it. Which we weren't ho- making fun I, I, of I it. I hope they didn't think that because... You know, I just absolutely loved everything we Eeyore had to say. Because were appreciating
1: it. Because Eeyore, Eeyore speaks the truth.
0: Thank you for kidnapping me.
1: I did kind of think Tigger looked a little too faded, though. Like, too close to Pooh's color. I kind of wish he was a little more orangey. But I did love what they did, how they animated his tail... I would Ooh, like warp yeah. into a spring mm-hmm. and then, like, real quick after he does the bounce, he would his tail would go back to being a flow, a flowy, loose tail. And then, like, the way they twisted it into a spring, it looked great it looked yeah. awesome. and looked awesome. I was like, Wait, it's, a, it's a real Tigger. It's it, a real Tigger. I think that's how, that, that's how it actually was
0: in the uh, animation, in the old, old, old older animation. Yeah, like I the, know. The many yeah. adventures.
1: But it's harder to do that with a CGI um, CGI model.
0: Well, CGI is getting better because there are parts where you know, it's pretty convincing that those characters are actually on set with e- Ewan McGregor. Um,
1: yeah, like when he holds him, yeah. his fur actually squishes when yeah. he when he squeezes him and hugs him.
0: And of course, we saw B-roll um, tapes where Ewan McGregor is acting with just a doll
1: of Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, doll Winnie the Pooh, Pooh, bear. But and then yeah, they had they had actors on stage. Like, at the, the table scene, the opening table scene, where they were holding, like, somebody, I saw a video of somebody who was, like, moving Piglet around and doing his voice and everything with the actual Piglet doll. Oh, yeah. kind of funny. Some of those were actually the voice actors for those characters. Yeah, they were on, on set with them.
0: Yeah, to kind of help the other actors, the real-life actors, get into the character and, and something to play
1: off of. Are you saying Pooh's not a real-life actor? Um, uh, No, I'm
0: saying he's a silly old bear.
1: You're right. But oh the scene where he steps in the the, <laughs> the plate of honey and then walks all over hes just totally <laughs> oblivious. He's like, "Your house is sticky. <laughs> this floor is so sticky." I can't. Oh, I butchered it. That's terrible. You're killing it. You're killing it. I know, just don't I can't. stop. I'm gonna ruin our childhood. Yeah, please don't. What were we talking about? The music, right?
0: Yeah. Which how we were fans of the original music, and you know, if you're fans of the original music of the original Winnie the
1: Pooh. Uh, you'll be you'll be a fan of this movie also. Yeah, they kept the uh like the twinkly kind of aspect. The word yeah, like, like the playful funness. Yeah, there's a lot of Glockenspiel. Um, there's a lot of guitar clarinet. There's a lot of guitar. There was a lot more than I thought. Yeah, I mean, um, usually
0: like scores don't have very much guitar because it's it's like a distinctive uh kind of singer songwriter playful fun sound. Yeah, and. They used it kind of sparingly in this in the score but at, at good good points um, like do you want to talk about
1: the train scene yeah let's get into the music because we're already f- like 42 minutes in let's talk about the music okay we are a music podcast. Even though we love animation and everything else.
0: Right. So, one of the parts where the guitar was really present um, was during, I think it was track 10 in the soundtrack called The Train Station. Uh, And that's where it was kind of more of a jazzy feel. Um, It's like a gypsy
1: jazz style. Yeah. Where the emphasis is on the upbeats. uh, Yeah, on on the end beats. Sorry, upbeats meaning like if you have one and two and three, instead of being one, two, or it's on the and so it goes so yeah so rather than and and.
0: yeah rather than being on the strong beats it's more syncopated and off the beat
1: yeah um so uh, yeah it's like a gypsy jazz kind of small quartet sort of feeling thing where it goes like actually do we have a clip i think we have a clip right yeah cool roll the clip Yeah, so you get that piano in there doing its thing, and then you got get the those, block and spiel, and and the, those uh, screechy violins, like the harsh violin yeah. sound. Um, mm-hmm. So that kind of also is why I call it like a gypsy jazz kind of sound, because yeah. it's. And also in there you it's have a like traveling band sort of thing. Sorry, what were you gonna say? No, it's okay. And also in there you have the gypsy jazz guitar, which it's
0: most notably kind of like. Uh, the brand name for that kind of guitar is the Selmer guitar, and it was mostly made famous by Django Reinhardt, um, who played a lot of gypsy jazz. And it's kind of an odd-shaped guitar, where uh, it's a fairly large, where it's a fairly large body with squarish bouts. So you know how a, a normal, normal guitar is shaped mostly like a pear. This one is shaped more like a, a squished squash. A squish,
1: squash. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay. it's like a squish squash. Yeah, attention. That's you like, have I mean, a squish squash guitar on the floor.
0: Yeah, we're, yeah.
1: So we're comparing squashes and
0: pairs, but normally in a guitar, it'll have a circular, uh, circular sound hole right around the the neck where the neck meets the body. But instead, in this Gypsy Jazz Selmer guitar, it's either D shaped or an oval, and that's to give. This guitar, its unique sound, which is known to cut through uh, a mix of a a band mix and and kind of a a fury of jazz. Oh, yeah! And actually, the strings normally the guitars on uh, the strings they end at the bridge, but this guitar has a floating bridge, and the strings actually go all the way from the neck from the head all the way down to the tail where they attach and they just hold that floating bridge in place by sheer pressure so kind of like a, a violin, viola, bass or cello might do that um, it's it's very similar in that kind of way
1: yeah so that was like during a train where they, they go into the station and uh, Ewan McGregor, Christopher Robin is trying to get Pooh back to his 100 acre wood and honestly try to get rid of him because he hates him now
0: Because he's all grown up. No time for
1: Winnie the Pooh. Get out of my life, Pooh.
0: No time for a smackerel of honey.
1: But it's different than the train scene that's later in the movie, which sounds like pirates. Yes. that still bothers me. Should I play that here? Yeah. uh, Well, yeah. Sure. Yeah. So the next, the one that actually sounds like pirates, and um, you're going to hear it right away, Um, it's the track 19. It's called Expedition to London. (laughs) <laughs> because Poo doesn't know how to spell expedition, so they say expedition. expedition, expedition, Expotition. e x p o t i t i o n. Yeah, so that's another thing that I loved about the movie is Pooh twists every word, like every single, like even being. Uh, yeah. Why don't you? You have to go when they're talking about like boarding school. and He was like, "Why don't you just not go to boring school?" <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Anyway, here's the track, track nineteen expedition to London.
1: so you get the kind of the same the rhythm, same rhythm that the strings do in pirates, the dum dum bum 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 dum, that kind of thing. And then even the the melody, the one that goes like this, um, is right from pirates. So Jeff Zanelli kinda reused some old stuff. I guess maybe he had to? I don't know. More for the action stuff, but, yeah. It's mm. in there, and I noticed it. You thought we wouldn't notice, eh, Mr. Zanelli? thought you could get away with it, but you couldn't. Oh, that reminds me of another Easter egg. I mean, not that Pirates was an Easter egg, but the... Uh, oh, yes! Tell us. I don't know. Did anybody notice it? Anybody? It was a dog that walked by. Wait, wait, wait. There's another Easter egg before
0: we talk about that dog. The guy from Pirates. The actual... Oh Actors my gosh! Yeah, that's
1: right. <laughs> there? there's an actor from Pirates in it, and they use the score from Pirates or part of it. Yeah,
0: just a little too much. The, the guy—I uh,
1: don't remember what his character name is, but his, he's the one in the Pirates movies where his eyeball pops out all the time. Um, he's with the other guy, the bald guy, the duo. stop rubbing it. This one does splinter something terrible. <laughs> yeah so he was in it he played like a newspaper guy who gets his who um it was just a small cameo yeah, yeah. but he was in it so i was like okay you're gonna use an actor from pirates and you're gonna use the pirate score
0: and it was right around the time where he was doing yeah. the, the pirates the chase yeah the chase the, the, the pirate sound so it was you know a little too much pirates pirate one one
1: section yeah, maybe that wasn't coincidence maybe they meant to do that All
0: right, i think maybe they, do you think maybe they just did that by accident well it is a disney movie pirates is a disney movie yeah i don't think
1: disney doesn't do anything by accident speaking of not coincidence did anybody notice the dog that walks by in like also the same scene sort of it's after all that all that mayhem and it's a dalmatian it is a dalmatian dalmatian walks right by right across the screen and it's a lady a lady walking a dalmatian wearing a hat so so it's either cruella or it's anita or i don't know but why would it be cruella Because Corella has like the weird funky hats with feathers coming off of it and everything.
0: But it was also that's also part of the time of London.
1: Yeah, I mean, this this
0: this lady wasn't wearing anything uh, super flamboyant
1: or. No, but her hat looked like a Corella hat. And guess who's playing Corella Deville in the in the actual Hundred and One Dalmatians movie that they're coming out with? Eva Green. No, Emma 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 Stone. Really? Yeah, Emma Stone's playing Corella Deville. I love Emma Stone. They're gonna make me hate Emma Stone. I don't know. Maybe it's one of those things where they make you love the villain and hope that she makes a Dalmatian coat. I don't know how you could do that. I just can't I see Emma Stone as Cruella. I don't know, yeah, but there was a Dalmatian, know. and that was not an accident. It was all. not <laughs> like blatantly. She walks right across the screen. Yeah, so when I saw that, I practically punched Lana. and was like, "It's a Dalmatian." <laughs> so that was cool. Disney's throwing a lot of Easter eggs in there for their upcoming upcoming um, live action movies. Yeah. <laughs> um what else back to the score yeah just more of the
0: sherman's winnie the pooh theme um like mark mentioned there was a lot of easter eggs and a lot of it was just when um when christopher robin finds something of his childhood yeah uh like when madeline um hands him one of his old drawings from his childhood of Pooh. the theme Uh, comes back yeah yeah and then we also see when we first see Pooh, we hear the, the the original title song Winnie the Pooh. And also when Christopher Robin tucks Pooh into bed, it's more, you know you hear like, the hundred acre wood theme song. Yeah, kinda yeah. to kinda of, to bring that the, the nostalgia back of oh the good old days when you know, when we're not consumed by all this work and, and, and productivity where we could just do nothing
1: and the very best something will come. That's cute, nice. Good job throwing that in. Thank you. That was not forced at all. <laughs> I can't tell if you're being serious or not. Pooh is always serious.
0: <laughs> no. Yeah, not he's a I'm silly... Poo. I'm saying I'm Tigger. He's a
1: silly old bear. You're a bear of very little brain, Pooh. Wow! Well, don't you... you say that, Chris? You don't to be condescending... Kind of i'm gonna run away with my balloon Pooh ran away real quick i know i was like where did he go <laughs> he just he just up and vanished And <laughs> i was also waiting for the balloon to like carry him off or carry him away yeah well didn't that happen in the cartoon it, on on the wednesday oh windy day yeah on windy wednesday
0: yeah. i think that happened but you know it was a foggy day in christopher robin the movie does anything look
1: familiar so, to you Pooh? the fog exactly also the other thing that made it so funny was Pooh's responses even though he's a bear of very little brain his responses were like right away instant I know it was there's a not scene, skip a beat at all
0: there's a scene where where Ewan McGregor is going when when he's tired of Pooh and he wants to take him back to the hundred acre wood and he takes him to the train station to, to the teller to get a ticket and right away Pooh's like why is he in a cage
1: <laughs> why is that man in a cage <laughs> right away <laughs> who knows what's up yeah. <laughs> oh it's so funny if you honestly just want to laugh and go see this movie if you know if like if you grew up with winnie the pooh you have to see this movie yeah just if you want to see it something so silly it's it's fun it's not silly it's smart it's but smart i'm comedy. saying Pooh is silly no but it's smart like everything he says is is smart quips and everything <laughs> But it's innocent. <laughs> it's,
0: well, it's like it's like innocent in the way where it actually does make sense when you think about it. But if you're just a serious person, it's not going to make sense.
1: Yeah, maybe. I don't know. That also kind of goes in line with the new theme that they came up with uh, for like the storybook theme in the beginning and stuff. The second theme that they threaded along, that's not the Sherman Brothers one, the theme song. The one that goes like... Um, Which also kind of sounds like Pirates. It's the same sort of three notes in the beginning, the... Like, that's Winnie the Pooh's, right? But then the Pirates one goes... And Winnie the Pooh's goes... Yeah, but it's very... It's kind of similar. So what they're really saying is, Pooh is a pirate. Pooh is secretly a pirate? He's secretly Captain Jack Sparrow.
0: Oh, that makes sense because whatever Pooh says actually kind of does make sense, but not really. And the same goes for Jack Sparrow.
1: Oh, yeah. They talk a lot, but sort of makes sense. Not always. Yeah. Like
0: there's a line where Pooh says,
1: you know, when yesterday was tomorrow, it was too much today. Yeah, I didn't get, I still don't get that line. I'm, I don't know why I'm just not getting that. That was a very Jack Sparrow kind of line. It just doesn't make sense to me. I don't get it anyway what was I talking about Uh, oh yeah so that's the second theme the new original theme that is for Christopher Robin and they thread that along throughout the thing too but they what was I talking about like Winnie the Pooh's like innocent and all that stuff and and, like brings back childhood memories and all that so what they do is they use a lot of clarinet for that uh, a lot of flute a lot of like really airy sort of instruments um, like stuff that's light and kind of bouncy and playful uh, I think like nylon guitar was one of them. Yeah.
0: And then was it oboe?
1: Oboe, yeah. Oboe, oboe too. plays it too. Uh, also, bass clarinet comes in. Oh, oh and that,
0: bass guitar. Not bass guitar. Bass. Uh,
1: um, sorry. And stand up bass. Oh, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, they had. It was like there's some parts that are kind of uh, jazz style orchestration and jazz instrumentation and stuff which was yeah that's cool.
0: mostly the john bryan coming in because i think he's, yeah. he's more of the, the the jazz artist the jazz player
1: yeah uh, he did a lot of work Jeff. in theater too
0: yeah and so, no no, no.
1: johan johansson did a lot of work in theater before this right so that also might have come from him before he died
0: yeah but i think john bryan thinks of himself as more of a jazz player instead okay, of like yeah. a kind of orchestral musician um, yeah. so the, so a lot of the way that he thinks about how the notes fit together and how the chords and the, the harmonies go um, it's more of an, in a jazz-esque uh, mentality that's just my two cents I don't know, John Bryan, do you have something to say? no? Okay.
1: yeah, did we forget to mention? and our special guest, John <laughs> Bryan <laughs> what was the uh, they also had a really cool instrument that we were researching today yes the it's like a this is
0: called it, it was called the magnetic resonator piano and it was tucked away in the credits um, they actually had it in a few I think in a, in a few tracks and uh, the original guy that developed this new instrument um, his name is Andrew McPherson um, and he developed this magnetic resonator piano using electromagnetics and these electromagnets they induce vibrations in the strings independently of the hammers creating infinite sustain crescendos, harmonics, pitch bends and new timbres all controlled from the piano keyboard so just by easing onto a piano note you can kind of get a good swell a a nice soft crescendo and you can also kind of do an interesting vibrato with it and just by uh, just by kind of Pressing lightly on the adjacent keys, you can get a pitch bend or, or a slide into the next note. So basically the electromagnets are recreating the same frequencies as those strings just to make them vibrate a little bit longer or in, for the infinite sustain and bend them.
1: So the simple explanation is this guy's machine turns any grand piano into a synthesizer where you can control harmonics and change the way you play it so like an acoustic synthesizer
0: these are all sounds that are coming out of the piano
1: yeah it's really confusing really weird but they used it on tracks like uh, number seven easy to lose your way on a foggy day and uh, number nine it's not stress it's boo yeah so an example of what it sounds like is is here this So it kind of sounds like a water phone. Um, so in case uh, the witch is used a lot in scary movie scores and stuff. So a water phone is this like metal housing that has a bunch of pipes coming out of it and you fill the inside with water and then you use a violin bow and you bow the the pipes coming out of it and it makes um, like ghostly kind of crying sounds. So it kind of sounds sounds sort of similar to that.
0: Yeah, I But I think this this one has a little bit more of a versatility. Um, Yeah, you obviously play it
1: differently. You control more.
0: Yeah, you control more notes and more timbre. So, I mean, did you ever think that you could do harmonics on a piano mark? No. Well,
1: guess what? Now now you can. I mean, you can anyway, but... It's a lot harder. There's a lot of prepared piano stuff that you can do in contemporary music.
0: Oh, well, that's prepared piano. This is where you're just getting everything from pressing the keys.
1: Yeah, but we you're still preparing it by putting the machine on it.
0: Well, that's just one little piece of the puzzle.
1: Anyway, whatever. <laughs> I don't think I would do that to my grand piano, though. Well, I don't
0: know. Like, prepare a piano
1: is like-, like. I'm sure it doesn't hurt it, but I don't know. still don't think I would try it. Yeah, yeah, I guess. I'm not going to mess up my piano. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I really like the movie, though. It was a surprise. Like, I was hoping it would be good, but I didn't think it would be so funny and so enjoyable. And just. Um, I'm really glad that they brought back. A lot of the like the original songs and everything, and added and that Richard Sherman had a chance to write new songs for it. I thought that was really special.
0: Yeah, because he, Richard Sherman, he's one of those legacy. He's one of those legacy characters in the Disney lore and the Disney history. The Disney legends. Yeah, thank you. The Disney legends. Um, so I think you know you can't do a movie like Christopher Robin without one of those original legacy guys. So. A lot, it brought back a lot of the, the good and fun playfulness of the score and of the movie.
1: Yeah. Because he's one of the guys who actually worked with Walt Disney, like directly worked with him. So that's really cool that he's still alive and that he's still able to write stuff for their new movies and they continue to bring yeah. him onto on to projects. And he's still that's awesome.
0: Par- and he's still a part of that Disney family.
1: Yeah. Anyway, um, uh, yeah, if you, if you haven't seen the movie yet, we really recommend it, um, it was it was a good good movie. And it's not just a family movie either. Like Landon and I went to go see it twice together and we don't have a family so <laughs> we, well, didn't, I mean, <laughs> we didn't go with like kids.
0: <laughs> yeah. I didn't see I didn't see very many people in the theater with kids. It was mostly like couples and and siblings, like Mark and I. That's yeah. what I thought.
1: I don't know where you gone. Maybe I don't know. It was pretty good though. It was yeah, good. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. Go see it. It was fun. And Thank you everybody for listening for
0: next week's episode. Please remember it's not coming out on Monday. It'll be coming out on Thursday, which the next one should come out on July 23rd, that Thursday. Uh, So please share this episode. Tell your friends, tell your family, brothers, siblings, sisters, cousins.
1: And if you enjoyed our, our special theme song, we'll, try to keep doing doing special edition ones like that when they come up and when we have a chance to do that kind of stuff because we enjoy that too it gives us a chance to you know play music and perform for you guys so that's always fun and again if you do any kind of mobile photography or, or filmmaking go ahead and use our moment ambassador link that's in the description and you'll get 10 percent off the moment products they have like some really awesome products so at least go look at them so yeah, go check out our Instagrams because we always put out videos related to the podcast and behind the scenes stuff. And definitely, please, please, please give us some feedback on iTunes or anywhere or email us on our website, AkiyamaMusic.com. You can get in touch with us there. You can send us feedback, episode suggestions, what you guys like hearing about the instruments or if you like hearing more of a score breakdown. Um, we kind of do a variety of different things for each episode, so uh, yeah. Yeah. Let us know what you like and write write a review. Rate us on iTunes. It really helps out. And yeah, and you might you guys might not think that it actually helps, but it
0: it really really does. It gives Mark and I insight on what you're thinking, um, how we can best accommodate you or or best suit your interests, especially for this podcast. Um, this is a very niche topic, so we can get as detailed as you want or as broad as you might like for more kind of the the story arcs um but even even as far as the the popularity goes on apple podcast overcast and other podcast players sharing and commenting does also help us um Mm -hmm. in that sense so giving us any kind of feedback any way you can either if you can't reach us out on the podcast feel free to reach out to us on instagram direct message us um comment on any of our photos um, that's also another good way to reach out to us because every little bit of feedback will help the podcast grow and and become something better for you.
1: yeah, just say hey, we heard we uh listened to your podcast and want to say hi that kind of thing. yeah, we also like saying hi okay well, that is pretty much it for this episode. Thank you for listening. Have a smackerel of a day <laughs> 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 oh gosh my voice is no that was <laughs> bad. i think i did it better in the beginning <laughs> oh man my voice is so tired sorry okay we know we're just gonna cut it off right here and cue the exit music go bye bye thank you guys